Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to have another 2023, will be a big year four. And we're going to have a look at the Dolphins here. Now, there's a number of guys that the Dolphins you could put in this category, obviously. Uh, heap of guys arriving there from the Melbourne Storm, your Bromish boys, your Kafusis, these sort of guys, uh, obviously coming to the back end of their career. So you could make an argument for a few of those guys that would be fair. Uh, you know, this, you know, at fullback, you've got uh, Hamiso, who's going to get first shot there by the looks of it. Uh, I'm not convinced he's a fullback, to be perfectly honest with you guys. I think he's a tremendous athlete. He's a very good footballer, but I'm not sure if he's going to be a fullback realistically, but we'll let Wayne do his thing there. He's a guy, though, who's already played Origin and whatnot, so he's already achieved quite a bit. you got guys like Branko Lee, who's become a bit of a journeyman, been to a number of clubs now. Branko, uh, an injury has sort of stopped him from finding a home, but he's always had a special, uh, a special little partnership whatever your relationship, I should say, uh, with the great Wayne Bennett. You will remember we had Branko Lee on the podcast about two years ago. Uh, it was just after he made his Origin debut in 2020, which was uh, sort of out of the blue, really. So not many people saw that one coming. I, you know, I've, I've been very vocal, especially when it comes to Supercoach, that I've always been a big fan of Branko. Injuries have really held him back the last few years, and he was meant to make his debut in Origin 1 of the 2020 Origin Series, and he got injured in the warm-up or just before the game or something, wasn't convinced he could play. I think it was that troublesome calf one once again, they kept Branko out of that. So heartbreaking stuff. Wasn't available for game two. They got to game three, which, remember, was a decider. That's the game where Cam Munster put on an absolute show. And um, Branko, at the start of the week, got called into Wayne Bennett's office. And Wayne said to him, are you sweet to play? And he sort of went, mate, I'm not sure. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to play. And Wayne said to him, if you are available, I will pick you at right center, uh, which is a huge call to make. And an origin decided to pick a guy like Branko, um, coming off injury who hadn't played State of Origin before. Just unbelievable stuff. And, you know, to add another layer to that crazy story, the start of the season, he gets through the whole preseason. Branko Lee does really well at the Melbourne Storm his first year there, gets called into Craig Bellamy's office, and he tells him um, that he's not going to pick him for round one. I can't remember who he went with over Branko, but told him he didn't make the team. And then as Branko went to leave the room, he's a little bit disappointed. Craig Bellamy said to him, 
mate, if you keep trucking and you keep going at it, you'll play Origin this year. And, and you know, and that was that was five seconds after telling him that he wasn't in the round one team. And of course, he did go on to play Origin that year. So some very top shelf coaches that obviously backed Branko Lee. So that year he went on to win a premiership uh, and then played Origin. So Branko Lee's won, you know, his career. Hopefully it can go up to another level at the Dolphins. Uh, Jermaine Osako is a guy that's sort of, you know, been in and out of first grade, supremely talented, got a lot of errors in his game, though. It'll be interesting to see if he's in the best 13 once the season starts. Jeremy Marshall King. Coming off a career-high year last year, I thought he was fucking tremendous. I actually think this is one of the better signings for the Dolphins. Um, Ewan Aitken, a guy that's made a real fist of it as a back row over the last few years. I think he's been tremendous. I think it is his better position. Now been told to move back to centre, so that will be a big test for him. I think eventually he'll end up in the back row at the Dolphins once either of these Melbourne Storm boys retire, whatever that might be. But him going back to the centres, that'll be a big test for him. Anthony Milford is a guy you're probably expecting me to focus on here, obviously back under Wayne Bennett. Uh, it's been a crazy few years for Milford. When you think about where he was in 2015, um, you know, one of the best players in the competition that year. Uh, a bee stick away from winning a Clive Churchill medal. If that game went for 79 minutes and 40 seconds, I think uh, Anthony Milford is a premiership winner and a Clive Churchill medalist. So, real sliding doors moment there. Obviously went to uh, you know, uh, up to the Broncos and, you know, eventually didn't quite all work out. He's bounced around a little bit here and there. Uh, so, Anthony Milford back under Wayne Medal. Be a huge test. Spent time at Newcastle last year. Was meant to join South Sydney. There's been a whole lot of drama there. Uh, but the guy I want to really touch on, the guy I want to focus on is the halfback, Sean O'Sullivan. Um, and I think it's it's it, I think to understand Sean O'Sullivan, you have to understand his career. Now, SOS, I've always been a big fan of him. You guys will remember if you're an early day podcast listener, back when the Broncos were just in all sorts and they had no direction, I was saying you just need a guy like Sean O'Sullivan in there. He's a very smart footy brain. I think in 20 years' time, if I had to bet on someone in this competition as a player that'll become a coach, I would say Sean O'Sullivan. I think he's got all the skills to be able to do it. Sometimes I'm not sure if his body is able to keep up with the football brain that he has. Uh, he sort of reminds me a little bit of um, you know, Tim Williams' brother, Sam Williams. Just had an incredible football mind, but his body couldn't quite allow him to do or, or to use all the knowledge and to apply all the knowledge that he had. And I think Sean O'Sullivan's very, very similar. I think if SOS was just a yard quicker, I think his career would have played out very differently. Uh, and you have a look through his career Career. It's been a wild time. Uh, he was an Australian schoolboy halfback about six or seven years ago. Uh, he obviously made his debut for the Sydney Roosters. I remember watching that debut. It was against the Gold Coast Titans. He actually scored a try on debut there, pairing up with Luke Keary. Jersey 21, 22, something along those lines. But Sean O'Sullivan, I've always been a fan of him. Played one game in 2018 for the Chooks. Moved up to the Brisbane Broncos for season 2019 and season 2020. Possibly the worst time of all time to play for the Brisbane Broncos. It was an absolute shit fight. Uh, played eight games across those two years. Then made the move over the ditch to the New Zealand Warriors, uh, another team that was really struggling realistically. I thought that when he played halfback, though, I thought he had a pretty good impact on them, to be honest with you. There's a couple of times there, I think they had uh, a three-game stretch of him at halfback, and he just controlled, controlled the game well, didn't do anything special. I think they won three games in a row at one point. Uh, but, yeah, obviously didn't work out at the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, he then had to make another move. Ended up at the Penrith Panthers, which was interesting. He obviously came in in the games he played for the Panthers. Uh, he, he was fantastic. There's no doubt about that. He actually started last season as their halfback for the first three rounds uh, until Nath returned. Did really well in those games too. Panthers won all of those. Uh, then he came back after that from, a, I think he played around 13, 18. I've got it here, 20, 21, all the way through the end of 2020. 
five. So they won most of those games. I think they lost three of those. So his record after that fast start that he had uh, was, I think, five wins, three losses. So some of those during Origin and whatnot. Uh, and against decent teams too, Parramatta, Melbourne, North Queensland, all top eight teams. But uh, Sean O'Sullivan. I think he's got a lot to offer. I think he's very much so in the Chad Townsend sort of mold of halfback. I think that we sleep on his football brain a little bit. And I think that, as I said off the top, I think that sometimes his body lets him down. Uh, He is probably a yard slow for what I would like him to be for a halfback, but he does make it up in other areas. Defensively, pretty solid as well. So Sean O'Sullivan, I'm glad that he has had a career in the NRL because I thought for a while we were going to lose him. Um, I thought that when he didn't get much first grade at the Roosters, didn't go well at the Broncos. I was a bit worried that he'd fall into the abyss. He's managed to jump clubs a few times now, go to the Panthers, perform reasonably well there, show what he can do. Uh, if I'm honest, though, I am worried about him leading around this side, and I just think that if you're going to have a halfback like Sean O'Sullivan, I think he can be successful in the right system. Uh, I question if they've got the strike around Sean O'Sullivan to be successful. I think that Milford needs to play some fantastic footy, because at the end of the day, you're not expecting Sean O'Sullivan to be a huge game-breaker. He's going to manage the game. He's going to put you in the right spots. But then you've got to have guys off the back of that that are ready to execute. I've got a lot of question marks over Anthony Milford at 5'8". I've got a lot of question marks about Hamiso at fullback. So that does have me a little bit nervous. And I hope that Wayne, and I'm sure Wayne will, give Sean O'Sullivan plenty of time for this team to develop because it's not going to be an overnight thing. Um, And I think people are expecting Sean O'Sullivan to be a little bit better than what he probably is based on what he did at the Panthers. He's still very solid. He's very consistent. Uh, But I think he came up with a fair whack of tri-assists and whatnot there. And I'm not quite sure if he's going to be that guy up at the Dolphins. I think that other guys need to step up around him and he can he can lead you around and be good. He's a very, I would describe him as a system halfback, but a, a system halfback with a very, very high H, uh, IQ. HQ, good God, a high IQ. So Sean O'Sullivan, as I said, I think he's got potential to work up at the Dolphins. are going to have to be patient with him uh, and other guys are going to have to step up around him. The interesting thing is, I think that re- at the end of the day, he's the halfback. He wears the seven on his back. I don't think the Dolphins are going to start overly well. I would love nothing more than to be completely wrong with that, but I am a little bit nervous about their start, and as it always is the way in rugby league, whether you are the minor premiers, the grand finalists, the premiers, the wooden spooners, whatever the fuck it might be, you know who's going to get all the praise when you're winning. It's the halfback. The guy that's going to cop all the shit when you're losing is the halfback, and that will be Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, There will be guys, you know, the media will obviously come after MILF as well, but I think that Sean O'Sullivan will be under fire very quickly if they're not winning. Uh, and I think the, the, the pressure will begin to mount for Isaiah Katawa to come in now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot of people are messaging me saying Isaiah Katoa has to be the halfback round one. I am the biggest Katoa fan. I think the vast majority of you guys probably heard about Katoa first through me. I've been talking about him for two odd years now. I think he has got a huge, huge future in our game. I am so excited to see this kid play. He obviously got a bait in the World Cup for Tonga. Uh, d- did well. Didn't do fantastic, though. And, like, he shouldn't have done fantastically because it's the first time he's ever played against grown men, and we need to keep that in mind. For people saying he needs to stay 
start round one. I think defensively, he showed when he played for Tonga that he's probably not ready for it. You know, Lebanon, these teams, they were able to pick him apart, isolate him, and really get stuck into him. That's with a lot of fringe first graders and a couple of first graders thrown in there. Playing in the NRL, where teams have a week to prepare, they've got tape on you, they know how to isolate you. I don't think Isaiah Katoa is the way to go in the first round. I don't think he's the way to go until about origin. I would be sticking with Sean O'Sullivan and Anthony Milford until that point. Then, if it's not working, maybe take a punt on Isaiah Katoa, but I just think they need to be careful how early they bring this guy in if they are not going well. But I'm hoping that it all goes to plan. I'm hoping that Wayne Bennett can come up with a game plan that can be successful for this Dolphins team. I think I'm a little bit worried about their outside backs, the Dolphins. I think the forwards can hang in contests, which is fantastic for Sean O'Sullivan. I don't think they're going to win many games through the pack, but I think they'll be able to square up and hang in there with Chen. Hopefully, Sean O'Sullivan, with his decent kicking game, he can keep them in the contest. But I do think it's a big year for Sean O'Sullivan. I think if he goes to the Dolphins and he's not overly successful, he could find himself in a little bit of trouble after that. So hopefully he does. A really good guy, Sean, from everyone I've ever spoken to. Uh, Obviously, we had his old man, Peter O'Sullivan, who's the recruitment manager at the Dolphins. Champion fella, a great footy brain, very similar to Sean. I think he's passed a lot of his knowledge uh, and his experience in the game onto his son, Sean, which I think is fantastic. I think Peter even said as well that he thinks he'll coach one day and he'll be a fantastic coach. I think he even said when he was younger he thought he'd go into coaching instead of playing in the first place. So very, very excited to see how Sean goes. I hope it all does go well. He's had a couple of injuries over the years as well. I think he did an ACL a couple of years ago or an Achilles or something. So hopefully it all holds together. Hopefully the Dolphins can be relevant and successful and hopefully we can just appreciate Sean O'Sullivan for what he is, a game manager. Manager. He's not going to be a huge highlights guy. If that's what you're expecting, you're going to be disappointed. He's a guy with a very, very high footy IQ, and hopefully the Dolphins have got the strike around him um, to take advantage of that. But I do worry that if they don't, a lot of pressure is going to fall on the head of Sean O'Sullivan. So it is a big year for him. Uh, I personally think that if he's not going to be successful here at the Dolphins, I'm probably thinking he could end up in the Super League. He could go somewhere else and be a backup halfback, but I think he's at the point in his career where he probably wants to own a footy side. So that might mean going to England if this isn't successful. But new franchise, so many opportunities. He's got the coach, he's got the pack. Probably need to get a bit of upside out of their outside backs. Hopefully they can get a marquee player soon because if they can get another marquee guy, a superstar at 5'8 or at fullback, I do think you can be successful with Sean O'Sullivan. So, interesting to see how it plays out. Coming from the Panthers is always going to be tough. People's expectations of him are a little bit higher than what they should be because I don't think they understand the sort of footballer Sean O'Sullivan is. A high IQ sort of guy. Very smart. Kicked corners. That sort of fella. Sean O'Sullivan, it's going to be a massive year for the Dolphins in general, but for him wearing the halfback jersey, every single year is a big year for every single halfback. For him in particular, I think a lot of the spotlight will be on him very early, especially with Isaiah Katoa breathing down his back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 